eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, her dog watched over her in life and continues to do so now that he's gone. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. If you have a real ghost story, we like to hear them. So call it in if you want to do that, 855-853-4802. Or you can write it in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And you can get an ad-free version of the show, along with advanced episodes and access to the archive by becoming a premium subscriber. You can do that through Apple Podcasts. You can also do that through patreon.com slash Stories or ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes and Kathy Gordon's with me. And, you know, that's something I think you and I both very strongly believe in, that once our pets are gone, they can still kind of watch over us. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, they're, they're just as important as anybody to me. I mean, I, I'm pretty crazy about my dogs. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine who lost his dog in yesterday and I went to his house today because his dog and my dog who I lost, not my new one, I've got little Benjamin Buttons over here who's sound asleep. But um my last dog Buddy and his dog Penny were best friends. And you know, it just we were talking about how when you lose a pet, especially, you know, at our age, like even if I had kids, they wouldn't be living here. I would hope they wouldn't. But <laughs> You never know if I would have had a kid. My kid would probably still be here. Oh, my but, Lord, I'll tell you. But, you know, for us, and like your kids are all out on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, your pets are really your family. And so it changes everything when you lose a oh, pet. Yeah. It's just so hard. And this dog was a mastiff. Although I do think like my friend's old chihuahua had the had the personality of a mastiff, like thought it was a mastiff. <laughs> But I don't know. I just believe that they kind of just, I don't know, watch over you. I don't know. I don't know how oh, it works. I, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I always teased when I had my little Shih Tzu named Rosie because I always said Rosie was the boss of me. Yeah. You know, like she just ran the show. I just was there to 
do what Rosie wanted done, right? But I sort of feel that way about Madden, too, half the time now. What do you want? Oh, yeah, sure, whatever you want. Yeah. And, you know, that's my my house is run by my pets, and I just pay for everything. That's right. Somebody's got to go to work. <laughs> right. That's what I always tell them. I always, I always look at Matt and I go, well, I see it ain't you today. So I guess it's going to be me. But I love now that I work from home. It's just so nice because I can be with them all day. You're it's, really lucky. I'm so lucky. So you here really is lucky. this story. And it says, in 2012, I lost the kindest, sweetest Mastiff I'd ever known. I had only had him a few years, but he made such an impact on my life. He was at a dog pound in Massachusetts, severely abused, emaciated, and covered in sores from being left to sleep in his own mess. Oh, Oh, who can do that? That just makes me so mad. My husband's son was the dog officer in our town and heard about him. He knew his father was looking for one, so we went to see him. I felt an immediate attraction, and we went ahead and adopted him. Thank God for them. Mm -hmm. He was your basic big goof of a guy who just wanted to play and cuddle. As a former rescue advocate, it's hard for me to fathom someone treating him so poorly when he had such a good personality. Anyway, he was a great fit and we thoroughly enjoyed each other's company. He was also very gentle with my other dogs. He had such a gentleness about him that just melted your heart. In 2010, on Christmas Eve, my husband left the gate open. We live on a main drag and have lost a few to the road over the years. For whatever reason, the dog's name is Moof, M-O-O-F, Moof. Oh, cute. That's cute. Moof. And my other two ventured out onto the road without us knowing. And my one-year-old old English bulldog, Keisha, got hit. Wow. We rushed her to the local animal hospital and after almost $5,000, they were able to save her. All the time she was at the hospital, Moof paced and whined like it was his fault i've never in my life seen a dog so emotional i was so distraught not knowing if my quiche would make it we literally cried on each other's shoulders i did my best to comfort him because i could sense how bad he felt after Keisha came home he was like a different dog like the weight of the world had been lifted off his shoulders he was so happy to see his sister again and it showed We enjoyed many happy moments for another 18 months, and then he was diagnosed with cancer. He was too far gone to save, so the vet offered to try some drugs to see if we could keep him going a little bit longer. Sadly, he didn't respond well, and we had to say our goodbyes. Then it says something about a picture that I sent to you, so the picture is his final final moments at the vet, the one on the right. We'll talk Mm. about the picture in a minute. He associated the vet with feeling better, and I think he thought we were there to fix him up. Oh. However, when he realized he was dozing, I can't read this part. I got to skip ahead. Um, despite annual visits to his vet, his cancer wasn't caught in time, and I blamed myself. For three months, I cried nonstop because it hurt my heart. He wasn't ready to go. However, some good came from his loss, and it prompted me to start writing. I'm a former musician who wrote poetry but never put it to music. His passing was the catalyst to the best years of my life. It brought me front and center to a passion I denied for decades, and for that I am profoundly and forever grateful. That's beautiful. As the weeks turned into months and then years, he would make his presence known. In the beginning, I'd hear his nails hitting the floor as if he was, were still here. 
walking across the floor. Then I'd hear the occasional soft, barely audible whiner bark. A few years later, a friend recommended a psychic, so I invited a bunch of people over and we took turns getting readings. While I was having mine, the psychic asked who the big black dog was that was sitting next to me at the table. I knew immediately who she was talking about, and she stated that he remains with me and watches over me. I know this to be true because of all of the things I've heard and felt over the years. As time passed, my health started drastically declining, forcing me out of the music scene and abandoning my passion. Basically, I was poisoned for profit, suffering a slow demise. Meet the only audio-proven story of dental fraud slash harm in the U.S. I don't know exactly the audio-proven story. I'm not sure what that means. My story was part of the three-day FDA immunological... This is hard for me to say. Immunological device panel hearing with thousands of others. Instead of whining about my situation, I tried to make my mess, my message and advocate for others via an awareness website. See, this is a person who's good at turning difficult things into something to help other people. Yeah. I did that for several years, but as my health continued to decline, so did my efforts. That's when I found a new calling, documenting the paranormal. After installing my security system in 2020, I spent countless hours monitoring and documenting. It was like being on an investigation without ever having to leave my home, and I so enjoyed the chase. It was the distraction I needed to keep myself mentally and emotionally afloat after being forced out of music. My ghost guests, my ghostly guests, know how much I enjoy the chase, and I think at strategic moments, they provide the means. Let me explain. For the last couple of years, I've been pretty much housebound. Once one of my state's leading blues performers, I went from being in the spotlight to complete obscurity in a matter of a few years. Not only was I losing touch with friends, but with my family as well. That makes me sad. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. I am really sorry about that. And and especially music is something that you love and mm-hmm. and you can't do it. It says, in December of 2022, I was at my lowest of lows. I was too sick to attend any family functions and spent Christmas alone. I tried hard to keep my chin up, remembering to be thankful for the warm house I was in and that all was well with everyone health-wise. However, I was struggling. My heart was very heavy, and the bitterness of my situation was starting to wear on me, which I totally think is understandable. Sure. But it says, move to the rescue. In the early evening on Christmas Day, I was sitting on my couch in the living room with my other two dogs when all of a sudden I felt a jolt like someone hit my couch hard. I immediately checked my footage and I caught the most amazing thing. Well, to me anyway, LOL. Out from under my couch rolled a small rubber basketball. You can see by the way it traveled, it was pushed out from under. And as I reviewed the footage over and over, I could see a set of eyes peering out from underneath. As I zoomed in, I couldn't believe my eyes. It was Moof. He knew how much my heart was hurting, and he came to cheer me up. 
That piece of footage was the best Christmas gift I ever received and one I'll cherish until I meet him again. Now, some have questioned the couch moving because they assumed it was a manual couch. No, it isn't. It's electric because it says once it stops, it doesn't move because it might have that reclining feature. My son bought that couch for me brand new just a couple of years before, never had anything happen. My husband did once and I caught it on camera, but again, it wasn't the couch moving, but someone moving it. My mood completely changed and I couldn't wait to edit and share my findings. It's been especially appreciated by many of the dog groups I frequent on social media. People who've lost their fur kids questioning if they're still around find comfort in knowing theirs may be close by as well. So you see, Moof has touched many lives, not only while he was alive, but in death as well. And while I no longer physically can see him, I know in my darkest hours, I'm never really alone. What a precious gift he was and continues to be for me. And while I babbled, trying to profess my heart, no words can really explain the bond we had. So I hope you've enjoyed my humble efforts in sharing my story. Oh, she says, if you'd ever like to review the video footage, feel free to contact me. So I think it will. I'd like to see yeah. that. In closing, I think you'll agree, after reviewing the comparison images, the resemblance is uncanny and leaves little doubt of who it is. Thanks so much for your time today and looking forward, respectfully, D. So I sent the picture to Kathy. And so right. the, the photo we talked about at the vet is on the right and then we, what you see on the left, and we'll post this on the group page, but what you see mm-hmm. on the left looks like two dog eyes, a dog nose, the little yeah, white, around, little white around the mouth. Yeah. So it definitely looks like a dog. It took him, you know, it took me a minute, right? right. When uh-huh. I first glanced, I didn't see it. But then as I sat there and stared at it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I do see him. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. The thing I found interesting, though, too, about the sofa moving, number one, Moof would be able to push a sofa. A Mastiff could do something, you know, to make the sofa mm-hmm. move. But the other thing was the ball coming out from underneath it. That's very dog-like. Right. Now, I don't know if Moof liked to play with toys or if he was a ball guy or, you know, he liked balls or if he liked stuffy toys i don't know Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but that feels like a dog to me so as i was reading the story earlier today i thought that just sounds like a dog yeah and And he's super cute so yes i definitely would like to see that video yeah and i also get that connection you know it was just you know when you lose a pet it's just it just leaves such emptiness, mm. you know, and especially it for D so with, hard. you know, with all the medical issues, you know, your world gets smaller and, mm-hmm. you know, those pets are, that bond is so strong. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Oh, that one got me in the heart. Any pet story though? I know. I'm like a blubbering idiot. Anytime I hear a pet story. Okay. I agree. Okay, here is another story. Hello, uh, my name is Michelle, and I was listening to your podcast. I've been listening lately, and I have a lot of um, stories, but this one in particular, I tell a lot because it's so odd and 
still to this day, I don't understand what happened. So I thought I would share it and um, maybe get some insight. So and when I was about 21, I lived in Palm Springs. I had moved down there in a duplex uh, with my boyfriend at the time. And we were in our bedroom. Um, I always had really creepy feelings um, in that place. I couldn't sleep at night. Um, I had to sleep with a nightlight. And I just always felt unnerved. One night in particular, I was sleeping and I was facing to my left, which I would be big spooning my boyfriend. He was the little spoon. So behind me was the wall and just, you know, the edge of my bed. And I woke up for some reason in the middle of the night. I don't know what time it was, um, but I turned to my right to look behind me. And I saw something that looked like a person kneeling down with their arms on my bed and their head or chin resting on their hands, if you can picture that. And it didn't look like a big, like an adult. It looked small, almost like a child. And I could just see the silhouette from the glow of the nightlight. And I know I kept thinking, my mind kept trying to explain it away. And I was thinking maybe it's my laundry basket, which I had put on the front right of my bed in that corner. So I know it wasn't that, but my mind was just trying to figure out what this could be aside from what I knew it to be, what I was seeing. It was terrifying. I was trying to wake my boyfriend up. He was in a dead sleep. I was pinching him. I was trying to wake him up. Nothing worked. And I thought that was really weird because he wasn't a heavy sleeper. So then my my brain's thinking, oh, my gosh, did this thing, like, put him to sleep? Like, what the heck? So I'm sitting there staring at this thing. I keep looking at it. And I'm like, I'm so exhausted and tired right now. I'm just going to try to hit it. I'm going to get brave and try to touch this thing so that I can figure out what it is and hope that it's nothing. And, you know, it's my laundry back basket or something so I elbow it and it felt like flesh like I hit it and it wasn't cold it wasn't warm it just didn't move but it was solid and at that moment I went into shock I think and I think I passed out from fear because I um, woke up the next morning and of course nothing was there my boyfriend was in the kitchen. I'm looking around. I see my laundry basket where it should have been on the front right. So to this day, I'm thinking, what was that? And can you touch ghosts? Can you touch entities? I think yes, because I have other stories I'll share with you later. I'll call in. But, um, you know, it couldn't have been a robber. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't there just to, to peer at me all night long um, or leer at me. But what what was that? And what was the point to this day? I'll, I'll never know. And maybe I don't want to know. But again, uh, I had full contact with it and it didn't move. Just stared at me all night. And again, I passed out. So that's my story and super creepy. My family loves to hear it for some reason. Um, but I thought it was very unique. And um, thank you guys for letting uh, having an outlet for us to share.
Okay, so I think we could say that she's either one of the craziest or bravest women we've ever encountered in our lives. Well, she's got me totally creeped out. I'm thinking tonight, you know, I'm scared to roll over. Okay, so I can't even process it. If I if I was to see something like that, mm-hmm. I can't imagine in a million years I would go, I'm just going to hit it. <laughs> like the fact that she, I guess she didn't know what else to do. It couldn't get her boyfriend to wake up. I think I would have just started screaming like, wait, you know, up. I, I would probably be more apt to yell at it or talk to it before I would reach out and try to touch it. You know, like I'd probably be like, if it wasn't going away, I'd be like, get out of here. Leave me alone. Go away. You know, the regular stuff you would. I I think I'd try that first. What about you? I would have just continued screaming at my boyfriend until he woke mm, up. Okay. <laughs> but what like, if you were alone? What if there was it. no boyfriend? I was hoping at? to have a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I, think I could reach over and touch it. I just I think I'll get a ghost before I get a boyfriend. Yeah, that's That's what I think. Yeah, but that's easier. Yeah, I think so. If I I just don't get, I just okay. So I think I I would probably, like I said, if it's not going away, I think at some point maybe I'd say, "Get out of here!" You know, like I'd scream at it, like quit it, something. But I don't. I I would be more apt to do that than try to touch it. Now I'm like, what if that happens to me tonight? I know. That's what I told you, right? I'm we've got to quit. Over. We've got to quit doing these ghost stories at night before we go to bed. <laughs> now I'm gonna be up till midnight, and then I'm gonna wake Michelle, up. Michelle, you've got us really going now. Gonna wake um, up and be like, "There's something in the bed next to me. Oh, it's my little dog." Yeah. Oh, thank goodness I got a dog. <laughs> Although yeah. my dog sleeps so hard, I don't think it would be any help. <laughs> be like. Oh. I'm lucky because Madden is a real light sleeper. And like if he hears something outside, he he just starts. He's pretty good about, you know, being there with me. So, you know, and I think that would be a good indication if you in my case, if I could get little Benji to wake up. What is it? What is it, Benji? Is it scaring you, too? And if I was able to get him to wake up and he was able to see it. I would like to see his reaction. If he just, mm-hmm. what, and went back to sleep, then I'm like, okay, I'm losing my mind. Right. But, you know, she answers her own question in that because the question is, can you hit a ghost? Can you feel it? Because she hit it and it was something she felt was it. there, right? But then right. she said something to the effect of it's happened before. Now I'm mm-hmm. curious about that. Because I don't remember yeah. where that was in the phone call. It was around in here. Let me see. My boyfriend was in the kitchen. I'm looking around. I see my laundry basket where it should have been on the front right. So to this day, I'm thinking, what was that? And can you touch ghosts? Can you touch entities? I think yes, because I have other stories I'll share with you later. See? Right. So here's the deal. Kathy and I have no experience with this. I have never... Hit a ghost. No, I have never touched a ghost. So I would that, like to hear those other experiences. I would too. And I'd like to know if anybody else has. 
I know. Any Has anybody else out like, there? been brave if enough to hit a ghost in the middle of the night? And if so, was it solid? It, was it solid? I mean, you know. See, that's so, my yeah. thing. I, I just guess that I've assumed that you could try to hit it, but you would just put your hand through air. That's what I would think. You know, I, I guess I assume you would I feel know. something. I just but, don't know. So she's got it. She's got a call. But okay, now th- this begs the question. Then though, and I've thought of this before too. If we think of ghosts as being weightless and you know whatever, then how do you explain all of the people that hear steps walk, you know, footsteps going up the stairs or down the hall? Or and when I've heard them, you've heard them. Oh yeah. If there's no weight. Right. Why would they have footsteps? Yeah. Or how does something with no weight shut a door and open a door and rattle the door handle? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. If somebody who's smarter than Kathy and I has some good theories on this, we would love yeah, to we hear love, them. We're, we're we all about it. We will entertain this. them. Yeah. We will analyze your theories and have very little of our yeah. own insight, <laughs> but we will talk about it. Most definitely. I don't know. I'd like somebody else. But if anybody else has touched one and it was solid or, you know, that kind of thing, let us know. Or if you reached out and your hand just went through it, let us know. I would think there could be a variety of things, but it, it strikes me odd that a spirit would have actual weight. Well, yeah. And weight and like. Oh, what's the mass? Yes, thank you. That's the word I want. I don't know, but now she's giving me something to be afraid of tonight. So call in. If you've got a story to share, we'd like to hear it. It's 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also become a premium subscriber. And with that, you will not listen to the commercials. You'll get advanced episodes and access to the archive. Do that through Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash realghoststories, or at ghostpodcast.com. For all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening.